everybody, welcome back. What's oh, up? coming in hot. Yeah. What's up, Nobs? What's up, Sean? Shit, man. Still waiting on Boomsticks to show up one of these days. He'll be here. I think this summer we'll get a, we'll get a cameo for Boomsticks. Yeah, Boomsticks in here. Yeah. He'll be here. So let's get right into things. Uh, Microsoft tweeted out a link to some inf- more information about the Xbox Series X. Uh, verifying that it's 12 teraflops, whatever the fuck that means. That's mind-bending to me. That seems like a lot, is all I know. Seems very powerful, That's... which is great. But the my big takeaway from this article that I thought was actually really cool is uh, they have a program that they're offering to their developers, to all developers, um, publishers, whatever. Uh, they're not, I don't want to say that, they're not forcing on them. I guess they can't force it on them. But the, what they want them to do is basically, if you buy a game in the Xbox ecosystem, then let's say, say you buy a game on the Xbox One, cyberpunk mm-hmm. right cyberpunk comes out pretty soon or this year but before the series x but there is going to be an x version of it so basically what they want them to do is if you buy this xbox one version you just get grandfathered into the x version if you have the x and the, the reason i bring up cyberpunk is because uh cd project i think they're called is that what they're called yeah cd project uh, run um They've already said they're like, well, they're like, yeah, we're going to do that because we don't think you should have to buy a game more than once. So I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's a great initiative to. It's so funny. That dog does not bark until (laughs) as soon as we start recording, Uh, because I've done that. I mean, they and they make tons of money off games like that. I think like Grand Theft Auto five, which I I didn't buy, but it's a huge game. They had, you know, came out 360 PS3 era and then they re-released it on the Xbox one PS4. And a lot of people upgraded. There was no, you know, yeah, get you it for ten dollars or something. Yeah. It was like spend another sixty dollars on the exact same game. Now you could port your progress over in the multiplayer and probably single player too, if I remember correctly. But you could like import your save or whatever, kind of like Borderlands and stuff. But there was no, you know, there there was no. Oh, hey, you already own this game. You have this version. So CD Projekt is already on board. They're like, yeah, if you buy Cyberpunk on the Xbox One. And you then you get an Xbox One X if you buy it digitally, I assume you know right. this is digital. Uh, then you will you will get the version that fits your system as well. And I'm I think the only one that's not going to play with that is Activision, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair potentially EA. Um, no, most definitely EA. Well, EA is always I feel like they're always going back and forth, like trying to please the customer and then also just going back to just being EA. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they seem to go back and forth with that. I miss the EA of like circa like 2000, uh, 2006 when they were actually taking some chances. Yeah. Uh, but like so with Battlefront 2, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Actually, I should say a lot. I fucking love it, man. I love Star Wars. I love that game type. You like Battlefront or Battlefield, I should say. Uh, it, but it's different. It is different. This is a lot more arcadey and I like it. It's a lot more fast paced, a lot less running to your objective. Um, uh, getting to skirmishes a lot faster, a um, lot less tactical. And, you know, it's it's a lot more arcadey. It just is. Battlefield is, you know, you got people sniping from a million miles away. You got fucking vehicles flying overhead and it's fucking crazy. And I'm, I'm not I'm not good at that. That is shit. the one thing Battlefield always does, right, is this weird scale of the fight. Yeah. Like there's the, uh, that time we was playing with you and uh, and your buddies and, you know, we're sitting around there and I, I, literally a TIE fighter crashed into me. 
out of nowhere. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Like walked out of the door and got hit by a TIE fighter. <laughs> Not shot by a TIE fighter. Right. Hit by a fucking TIE fighter. That's how I pilot. Like if I do end up actually taking out one of the uh, Starcraft in a in a game, I usually just kamikaze into someone because I'm terrible. And I, but other people get in there and they're they're oh. fucking Han Solo. They're just targeting people. I accidentally swung into one. I was like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, I got crashed in front of you guys too. <laughs> You're right about that scale. So, but they've been updated. So that game came out, and I've probably gone over this before, but I'm going to touch on it again. It got bashed by critics because of some supposed system where you could buy your way to bet, and that wasn't the case. You could no. buy stuff, but it didn't actually. It doesn't make a big difference. It makes such the most minor of differences that if you played the game for more than a day or two, you would realize that those those cards are a, a slight boost at best. Like they, well, the slight boost at the start. Yeah, but it, it's gonna take you. They said like maybe a day or two of grinding, and you've already earned things beyond those yeah. things you could buy. And it it was just it it was just a, another case of reviewers talking out of their asses. But they're they're still adding content to the game. They just added some more. You can play as an Ewok in the main game now, Ugh. which is hilarious. And they have abilities and stuff. So uh, they are in the uh, the Interceptor class or what are they? It's like specialist. One of the specialist classes, I forget. Um, and God, having an Ewok running around there, it's going to be like having an odd job in, in Goldeneye. It's a little, yeah. It's going to be hard target. I was playing and yeah, they, they are a little hard to hit, but they're, I don't know. It's, it's not that bad. Uh they added the Age of Rebellion finally, which is like the original trilogy era to the co-op mode, like the bots mode, which I love that mode because it's easy to level up characters, especially the heroes, because you could, when you're just going against bots, it's obviously way easier than playing against humans. Um, and they're adding more stuff next month, too. It's they're, they're still yeah, working on this game. Announced. Yeah, I mean, like, well, that's actually, and it's all free content, actually using it as a platform. Yes. And again, for free, there's no passes or anything like that you just, they're just giving you the maps and the characters and uh yeah it's 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 a really good game and every and i i love seeing these comments like when they make these announcement announcements people are always like oh i already sold this game it's like okay well, well they got your money and you didn't get much out of it then that's you look like the idiot here yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> about i sold this game after a week oh well you're a moron <laughs> you well, I mean that you never know like what you're gonna go back to. I mean, I st literally still have Left 4 Dead 2 sitting next to the console just in case. Yeah, in case that whimsical thing happens again. Dude, they're doing a Predator game. They're doing the beta for it next month. Predator Proving Grounds. That kind of reminds me of of Left 4 Dead. Everyone keeps saying that, but I don't know who's ever matched that sauce of that game. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's is Left 4 Dead, but it's it's that no, style. No, but usually when people say that, like they do, like no, like the magic of Left 4 Dead was you being four survivors and your friends being four side of special infected. Yeah, that and was just that trying was cool. to murder each other. Yeah. And it was great. That's the one thing, like that's the one game that I think would have a huge resurgence if they just upgraded the graphics and made it 60 lock. Because yeah. that is the biggest downfall of that game is the frame rate drop. Yeah. And after be after playing Overwatch for so long and having that game being playing a rock solid game for yeah. for that long. And I hate to admit it that I have really learned to enjoy that game. <laughs> Um, is going back to a game like Left 4 Dead, it's it's brutal. Like uh, my buddy Tom's, you know, went back and played Payday, and man, that's rough. Yeah. Um, granted, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but it's still rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Games wise, like I cannot tear myself away from the division right now. 
I found a few uh, a few carrots to chase. To chase, I unlocked a couple different. Actually, I got three new exotics. I got an exotic holster, a set of knee pads, and uh, and I got a random drop for an assault rifle called the Chameleon. Nice. And uh, and did all the attacks to unlock one of the pistols. Um. Yeah, it's just it somehow it just kind of gets you in this thing. And the way they updated the game on I think title update six is if you're trying to farm for a very specific set of gear, um, there's a toggle on the map that shows you the point where you could farm for those things on the actual map. So oh, nice. This quadrant, if you want to go gear for gear sets, which is like the lime green stuff, you like most of the elite enemies will drop green. Um. Like the the gear set green, and then you'll have this brand of gear is mo- mainly dropping here, or this particular mission is going to drop LMGs. So, if you're looking for cer- certain stuff, and it's going to greatly increase your chance of getting a god roll item, where it's pretty much max stats, yeah. which is rare. Clearly, it's called god roll, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it just it it's kind of like and then leveling up our buddies and stuff. Um, just trying to get them up into the world tier system so we can really actually maybe do a raid. Yeah. Because that's the one thing I haven't done yet is been able to complete the raid. Yeah. Well, that's where all the good shit is, right? Well, it's where one of the best guns in the game is only at. Yeah. Um, that and the new DLC sounds really interesting. And I didn't play to Division 1. I have no affinity to go back to New York at all, but kind of the way it's set up it sounds really cool yeah even the slash side missions at coney island were great so i saw an announcement just today and watched the trailer for a new samurai jack game that i think looks really you know what i saw something about that too but i did not read it yeah why you should watch the video it's it looks really good it's of course it's good that's gonna be well i was concerned they were gonna do like an 8-bit side scroller or something you know you never know and uh i I wanted like they had a Samurai Jack game back in like the PS2 era. After they pulled off Afro Samurai, I think they can do anything. <laughs> but they had a Samurai Jack game back PS2 era. wasn't very good, and it was 3D. It was like cell shaded 3D, and it was just very basic. Uh, Aim mostly at children. Yeah, basic. This is uh, this looks like it has really fast paced combat. The art style looks amazing on like the Xbox One, and uh, <laughs> you know it's all 3D. Uh, platforming and combat and uh I, I was like oh this looks really good i still haven't watched the last season of samurai jack i need to do that uh, i haven't either like i kind of tapped out i think maybe three seasons in and then like i lost track to when it was airing yeah and then i never never caught up with and now it. you can just you can watch it streaming now just get it on the adult swim app oh yeah that is a thing yeah <laughs> um but yeah it looks really cool uh, what else did I have for anything gaming related? Star mm, Wars Battlefront. No. I know I don't because I've literally just been Overwatch and The Division. Yeah. And I just like, I just, man, I just love the fact of playing with those stats and getting, getting geared, like just tweaked just right. And all of a sudden it just, you just, you go from like, Man, this guy's taking a lot of bullets to just uh just melted this dude. Yeah. Like it's it's fun. And then like as I've been going down to the, the actual shooting range and actually testing like these gear sets out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this should work here and put like, this thing in here and this here and this here. How's this gonna work out? 
And then you're like, holy shit, I just threw one clip out there and I'm a million DPS. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, builds are really fun in, in uh if they're RPG done style right. Game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like figuring out a way to like DPS shit is is always fun. That's one of the things I like about Diablo three is picking the demon hunter class and then figuring out the way to just kill tons of shit as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, even with all the balances and stuff they've done, like before, I mean, like the highest DPS I think I ever got until this recent build was like three or four hundred thousand. Yeah. Like where, I mean, I was hitting a maybe, you know, 12 to 15,000 per shot. Now I got that up to like 65,000 on crits. Nice. It's fucking stupid. Uh, all right. So in Star Wars news, because I know you're a big Star Wars fan, John. Yeah, um, I'm super they've, fan. They've been teasing this uh, Project Luminous for a while now on all their, their social media. And I kind of predicted it was going to be something underwhelming when they revealed it. And it ended up being something underwhelming to me, basically. So Project Luminous turns out to be. So it's kind of like this. They had like this incubator of creatives, of writers figuring out what they wanted to do. Is this a thing like the priest? Like the pre, like the Grand Republic or whatever? Yeah, this is going to be set in the Old Republic, except it's called the High Republic. Oh, that's uh, the word I was looking for, High. It's the High Republic. But yeah, so basically it's just going to be a bunch of interconnected books and comics. No video game. That that was really disappointing to me. I didn't see a video game announced, which I was really hoping for that. I, anyway, um, it's just going to be a bunch of interconnected stories that takes place hundreds or thousands of years before, uh, you know, the the star wars we know basically before and, they find the mass relays and uh oh, wait but, but uh <laughs> the thing is we had like tons of dark, dark horse had a series of the old republic comics yeah i mean they've been doing old republic stuff the, the video games the comics there have been books i'm like why is this exciting because they're connected we've had connected novels before well no because unless it's well no because did they announce any tv shows or movies no, not related to this. Not yet. I mean, it doesn't yeah, mean they well, won't down the, the road. Thing. Most people aren't going to dig into that. And that's what, like, that, they're... That's for a niche of a niche. And they have, and they have you know, some, you know, well-known people working on this stuff. But uh, I'm just, like, I'm just underwhelmed. It's like, okay, Star Wars books have been a thing. Connected Star Wars books have been a thing. Old Republic has been a thing. This well, isn't... And, none well, of this until, is new. Until they killed the canon, what, how many years ago? Right. Back in, like, 14 or whatever. Yeah. Uh... The dumbest decision they've ever made. But uh, see, I, I actually kind of support that, though, because, again, it it freed them up to to rehash that and find a way because a lot of that stuff did contradict itself because it, there was no overarching, you know, uh, somebody saying, oh, well, you got to do this because this happened and this happened because this happened. So it kind of frees it up to. Does it, though, since no one follows any fucking rules in any of those movies? <laughs> Uh, I think it does, I th but it, but that being said, there are things I hope that they almost just cut and paste into it, like that being the well, secret apprentice of Darth Vader and stuff like that. You know, like it, it, well, bring and that, that in. Those are the things that I always found so more so much more interesting than the mainline story was the crazy shit that was happening on the sides. Like, still probably hands down one of my most favorite Star Wars games was uh, Republic Commandos. Yeah, like. And they had novels that went with that written by Karen Travis, and those were really good. And now those aren't canon. But they did put, but here's what they did, though. You do see the Republic Commandos in Clone Wars. It's it's kind of a cameo, but like Sev and Fixer and all of them show up 
in an episode. I was like, I was so excited. That I was like, oh, That's they're cool. canon. Like the the Republic Commandos are canon now. Uh, so that was really cool. So they exist in canon, even if their story doesn't necessarily. But I think their story is far more interesting, and it have been really would have been really interesting to see how they were how they what happened to them after order 66 yeah well that's what you got to watch the clone wars because they i mean they they don't well it doesn't cover after order 66 but you get to see a lot of cool stuff with the the stormtroopers and stuff or clone troopers uh but yeah so i was underwhelmed by the project luminous reveal and uh i mean it doesn't mean i'm not gonna buy a, a book or two and read it that's not what i'm saying but i just it seemed like a lot of build up for not much payoff uh it's just weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Star Wars, with the Starry Wars. Uh, I'm still excited for whatever's coming next in the movies, though. <laughs> I'm excited for Mandalorian later this year. Uh, so watched, is it later this year? They're going yeah. season two, uh, October or November. Shut up, really? Yeah. Wow, uh, I was expecting that was going to be a couple years out. Nope, because they started filming it like not even a week. Like I think the first week that Mandalorian came out. I remember John Favreau tweeted out, you know, filming season two, and he just had a, a picture of the helmet. Uh, so yeah, that'll be out later this year, which is exciting, along with 300 different Baby Yoda toys that they <laughs> they forgot to make. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I forgot to capitalize on. Yeah. I'm not going to say that that has passed. I mean, it kind of has, and I'm glad, because the memes were getting out of fucking control, man. Like, the Baby Yoda memes were really funny at first, and then it just became like any other meme away. where it was like, you're, you're fucking, you have beat this horse, you have buried it, you have dug it up, no, 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 <laughs> you have no, exhumed no. it eight times. That, that is going to be continually be beaten down. <laughs> and Baby Yoda ain't going nowhere. No, Baby Yoda's Wait till the not. Teen Yoda stuff comes out. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, I have, I have like three different Baby Yoda toys on pre-order. I think the earliest one will be here in May or something. Cool. Yeah, that's how ill prepared they were for the popularity of Yoda, baby Yoda, which blows my mind. That just that just confirmed, if nothing else already did confirm, which many things confirmed it. They don't know what the fuck they have with Star Wars. Like they should have had that shit ready to go for Christmas 2019. Well, that they don't have someone like hmm. Kevin Feige that that's all in. Right. And that knows the sh that lives and breathes this shit. Yeah. And they don't they don't have that. They have people with, well, we, we got to look again. Well, I mean, in in in. You know, and not to say that he that Feige hasn't made any mistakes. Right. No, nobody said he's perfect. He's I mean, he was involved in the Daredevil movie, Spider-Man three, <laughs> uh, Blade Trinity. But we don't know how much, though. But still, his name's still there. Right. That, you know, someone should be there saying, raise me my flag. I was but like, nobody hey. was even talking about him until probably till like the first Avengers movie. Until the first Avengers came out. Yeah, nobody. Up until that point, it was, who is this guy again? Right. It was just about the directors. It was right. all about John Favreau and Joss Whedon or whoever and the actors. But then when you see the web he's weaved over time, it's like, who's responsible for this? Well, oh, this and I guy. think that took those failures on those movies to teach him the right lessons. Yeah. But again, though. He wasn't a name back then, so you don't really know how involved he was in that creative process. Like, I blame Sam Raimi 100% for Spider-Man 3. That's on him. Are you concerned about him taking over for... What was Scott Derrickson. For, uh, yeah, for uh, Doctor Strange. 
No, because I don't give a shit about Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange's fun. <laughs> I don't care. It's a fine character. It's the same thing as Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Ant-Man. It's like, I just don't care. I'm not invested. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be a fine movie no matter what. I was talking to Maggie about it, though, because of his kind of 70s era Spider-Man. You know, like when he did the movies, that was basically 70s Spider-Man in a modern yeah. setting. And doc that's when Doctor Strange came out. And I just wonder if, if it's going to have that same kind of 70s feel to it, you know, the kind of goofy. I, when was the last time you rewatched any of those Spider-Man movies? Uh, a couple months ago. I watch them all really? the time. I love Spider-Man. I find the look of it weird. <laughs> like, I find that, like, the lighting is just weird in those now. Huh. I don't know. It's just something about it. Like, everything's so bright. Everything is very bright, especially with the HDR like, 4K copies. So, right. So I'm watching I'm watching that scene where they're in the courtyard and Spider-Man's bouncing from hot air balloon to hot air balloon. And yeah, the effects really in the and, 4K version look terrible. Right. And I'm sitting there looking, I was like, I don't see any fucking shadows. <laughs> is this like high noon all day? It's 2002, man. <laughs> I, I know, but it was just I was like, man, this is. I, I watch them all off. the time. One and two, especially. And I will throw on three occasionally. What's disappointing is there are two scenes in three that I think are just fucking brilliant. Uh, is it that the first fight with the Goblin? opening scene with Goblin? Where is it? Yeah, where they're fighting in the alley. That's fucking awesome, was incredible. And then Sandman transformation. I think those were the two things that could that should have saved that movie. I thought the last fight scene was really well done. The I giant sand monster at the end. Yeah, I thought just, that was even good. even though I, that Venom was terrible. The fighting and choreography was really cool, I thought. But yeah, that first fight scene, though, where like Pete's in his suit or whatever, and then yeah. uh, what's his face? Show Harry shows up, and that scene was fucking badass. Like, but yeah, then there's all that other terrible stuff. Oh, the way you took the pumpkin mom in the face? Yeah. That was really good. Dude, I've been watching a bunch of old Spider Man cartoons on Disney Plus, and then on Mark, Mark has uh, Spider Man 67 on his Plex. So I've been watching that. Those are good times. <laughs> those are because I, I watched those when I was a kid. And while I don't really remember like, oh, I remember when this happened. I just I remember exactly where I was and what TV I was looking at when I was watching those shows. Yeah, you know, I remember a lot of that stuff, too. Like, I remember the old dial TV. I used to watch all yes. the cartoons of Saturday morning upstairs. Right. And it's just kind of that you get that feeling. And then there's just there's it, they're really funny and sometimes intentionally, most of the time not. But uh, they're very entertaining as far as nostalgia value goes, I've been watching. I'd really like to go back and watch the '90s Spider-Man. That's on there, and so. see if, and see if it moves at the clip that the X-Men cartoon did. It does. It does. It just hustles. Yeah, yeah, hustles. Because I remember watching that, and I remember it finishing with Madam Web at some point, and then it just stopped. That was the last episode. It was yeah, they were supposed to go into something, and then they ended it. But the one they don't have on there, and this is one I watched that you might not have watched in the, um, uh, I think came out in 2008, was Spectacular Spider-Man. Only went for two seasons. And it was, it was that was kind of like my kid Spider-Man. I remember Logan had uh, artwork from it on something for school. And um, uh, I, I bought that on Voodoo, though, like years ago. And I was rewatching that the other day. I'm like, that's probably my favorite Spider-Man cartoon is Spectacular Spider-Man. Really, I really, really like the MTV one. So, oh, did you? Yeah, this. Th well, at that time, nothing else really looked like that. Yeah. I thought the cast was pretty good. The cast was great. Um, and I thought their choices of 
you know, how the characters looked was interesting. Yeah. Like that was your first, uh, well, they, they continued along with, uh, Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, their look from Electro kind of looked like the one from Amazing Spider-Man a little bit. Yeah. And his origin story was a little more interesting too. I just really liked it because I really liked, I really loved reboot as a kid. <laughs> no, it, it had that computer animation. I remember well, I, I have it guys. on DVD. It was and, the same guy uh, that did it? reboot. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why it looked it had... a lot better than reboot, thankfully. Right. <laughs> well, reboot got so much better from the start to the end of it. And it actually got really fun. Like season three of reboot is off the wall. Yeah, that was a uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Into Doom in that game, in that show. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Lisa Loeb were in that Spider-Man show, I remember. Yeah, NPH was uh, Spider-Man, Lisa Loeb was Mary Jane. Yeah. And I I watched it like one time. I never got into it, though. And that was like set in the Sam Raimi-verse, or at least adjacent Ish. to the Sam Raimi-verse. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I really like that. I remember, like, I was like, I just discovered it. I saw one episode, and then it was canceled. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was so excited. Like, I was actually sitting in my front, in front of my TV, waiting for it to come on. And I'm like, what is I, this shit? I remember Maggie and I were in bed at her old apartment and I was so amped up because it came on at night you know it was like this it was on MTV it was at nighttime like oh I can't wait to watch the Spider-Man show like yeah. I, have, I have the same kind of memory oh that's funny um comic book wise I'm brushing up on Amazing Spider-Man getting caught up there I'm about six issues behind uh yeah nothing has really tickled or really got my juices to, to really pound through it and read yeah again so I had to go through and I I'd gotten a bunch of comics in the mail over the past few months, and I've just been stuffing them in boxes. And I had to go through and get all the digital codes out so I could read them and plug those in. And uh, one issue, uh, there was a one shot called Spider Man Full Circle. It was a ten dollar comic, and the whole premise of it is they have like six different creative teams work on it, and it's like a relay race where the first team comes up with this premise, and they have. Like when they finish their part of the book, the next team has to like, with no interaction, take that story and do something with it and then leave something hanging for the next team to resolve. And uh, there's this ongoing thing that I, and I haven't even finished the book yet because I fell asleep reading it the other night. But uh, uh, we're the first in the first part, uh, Spider-Man is working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and there's a, they're getting ready to go raid this base or whatever and get this super weapon and there's this guy like hey hey let me out of here let me out of here and spider-man decides to let him let him out whoever it was but you don't see him and then the next creators take over they're somewhere else they're at like a carnival and everybody's turning into werewolves this is like off the crate it's just crazy right because that's what that everybody's sounds trying great to, yeah and uh and they get he's like there's like some guy locked in like a bathroom in or something and he's like is that you again he's like yeah i don't know what happened i got out of there so like I can't wait to see who this guy is. And like, I feel like the writers are just kind of handing it off to everybody until the, probably the last creative team has to figure out who this guy is that Spider-Man let out. And is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? So I, I think, I just think it's great, but the only the whole reason I brought that up actually is because it was a $10 comic book and I got it and I went to put my code in and there was no code. Like there was supposed to be, there was a place for it, but the sticker wasn't there. And so I just sent an email to Marvel customer service sent him a little picture. It's like, Hey, want to put this code in. Can you send me a code or add it to my account? And they just sent me a code. And I thought that was really cool. 
So <laughs> it's the way shit should be. Yeah, I, I thought that was great though. It's like it was. I signed it over the weekend. They like no, they sir. I how, do. I need to see a copy of your receipt. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's but that's the thing. I was like, this fucking ten dollar book. It'd be one thing if it was like a three dollar book, <laughs> but it was like this is ten dollars. Give me my digital code. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, and you no, know, I just sent him an email. Not you know, not being a dick or anything. Just like I said, just hey, this didn't have the code in it. And that Monday, they they sent me another code, and I was like cool <laughs> like that was easy <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh and uh, i know that was a really exciting story for you listener <laughs> on the edge of your seat <laughs> i what was happened? <laughs> what happened with this wait werewolf code? guy what co- what code <laughs> customer service what is happening oh my god so much drama yeah it's been i a can't very, take it <laughs> it's been a very spider-man week and star wars it's always spider-man and star wars i built a a uh, lego slave one which is Boba Fett's ship. So that I felt very, that took me like four or five hours, bro. I'm very proud. <laughs> don't mock me. <laughs> no, Put a lot of time me. and effort into that fucking Dude, it's, thing. It's a three-dimensional puzzle. Like Legos are hard. <laughs> Even with instructions. And uh, it just took forever. And I just had like old Spider-Man cartoons on. And I remember I built that castle. I got one of those giant castle sets yeah. when I was a kid. And it took me months. Oh, I bet. To put it together. And then some idiot stole my Legos. <laughs> he stole motherfuckers stole them one handful at a time, like not enough to notice until you're like, wait a minute, holy shit! So like a neighbor kid or something, yeah. or wow. And then lied about it. <laughs> like I was, I was probably... like, and it was such a unique set. It had like these little like like ninety degree, not ninety degree, but like like hundred twenty degree turns, like in the piece. Like I've never seen Legos like that in any other fucking set. Yeah ever because they're specific for the the, right. the turrets on the castle yeah and i'm sitting there and i started seeing these blocks over at his house i'm like <laughs> wait, wait where did these come from oh i got those from this weird set and i was like uh, what do you mean like the weird set in my room right you know i only built the fucking thing one time and then yeah. we i feel like you do with legos you crush them and go oh i never back them no no, take no, them no. apart and i would i would be like uh will ferrell in uh the lego movie if i could i'd super glue that shit together <laughs> speaking of super glue i super glued my fingers to the fucking slimer <laughs> so so i was i took a picture of the thing uh, i have a slimer uh that was gifted to me and um and it's like the 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 ghostbuster symbol and slimer kind of leaning on top of it well you know i'm an adult I should know when something's on the fucking stairs not to step on it. Right. I totally kicked it down the stairs and knocked its arm off. Yeah. So I get everything together. I buy a pack of super glue. I go back and I'm like, oh, man, it's running. And I rub my hand down it. And I got I was looking at something on TV. <laughs> and it, and then the time I looked away, looked right. at the TV, it's glued to my finger and I ripped it back off. Ah! I'm like, oh, my God. So now Slimer's got a little bit of John. <laughs> you Slime Slimer. It is. Some John flesh. You know, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> there is DNA evidence on Slimer. Yeah. And not the fun kind. Dude, they announced a... Uh, they So I bought these Star Wars figures a few months ago. They're part of the retro collection. And what there are six of them in the first line. It's like Luke, Han, Leia, Chewbacca, Vader, and a Stormtrooper. I think that's all six. Anyway. Um, and But they are the original like molds or whatever, like the original star Wars figures that came out in 77 and 80 and all that stuff. And they have like 
the packaging, the retro style packaging. So I was very happy to get those because my mom threw away all my Star Wars shit as a kid. <laughs> so I bought that six pack and I was like, ooh, I wonder when they're going to do Boba Fett. You know, Boba Fett's my favorite, right? Yeah, I saw it. Both. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so they had Toy Fair this weekend and I'm watching all the, the toy announcements and they announced Boba Fett. And he's a fucking Walmart exclusive. And I'm like, why? Why Walmart of all fucking things? Like, ah, because they're the corporate empire. Ah, but why is he Walmart? Ex- why is he exclusive at all? And why Walmart of all places? So I got to. But then Zavi, Zavi has it, too. And, you know, they're actually like a UK company. They say like they have the U.S. site, the Zavi U.S. I don't. I assume you know who they are. Yeah. They have tons of steel books, so I assume you use them. But so they ha- they're also it's it's a Zavi exclusive and a Walmart exclusive. Yay. So I go to Walmart site and it's sold like, out. Well, I don't know that it's sold out. I don't know that it and I might have missed it. You might be right. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but it's out of stock. And they're like, here's it getting in. And it's like just under ten dollars. Never getting that toy. But listen, though, listen, it's less than ten dollars on Walmart site. So then Zavi, I get an email from Zavi. Hey, we got, you know, it's in their little email, subscriber email thing. We got this Boba Fett for pre-order. It's like $15 or no, is it 17? It's like way marked up and then you got to pay for shipping. And so at the end, it's like $25. So I'm sitting there. I haven't ordered it yet, but I'm like, I'm nervous now. Should I pre-order it and get my Boba Fett? I never had a Boba Fett, like the original Boba Fett anyway. Tons of Boba Fetts now, but not that one. And... So do I drop $25 on this three and a three quarter inch figure that's worth maybe $10 or do I wait for Walmart to get it in stock? What do I do? What do I do? How bad do you want it? I'm going to get at least two of them (laughs) because I I need one to open and one to leave in the package. Well, (laughs) so I would spend the $25 and get it. I had it. I almost did it today, but I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. I feel like by the time I decide to do that, Zabby's going to be sold out. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. Like, so it's not worth $25. I don't know if you saw the fucking bookends. So Berserk, along with their premium edition of the actual, the manga, like those big hard book versions. Yeah. They decided to make bookends with the Dragon Slayer. Oh, nice limited to that's a sword right yeah nice that's pretty cool uh limited to uh i think uh, it, it was under ten thousand units yeah like i don't even think it's it may be maybe like a thousand or three thousand i think it's somewhere in that ballpark and at that point i was in such a panic i was like fuck it i don't care what it costs i need it yeah i've been there i feel your pain you know and so and i don't even know when they're coming out right or if matter. they're coming out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I've, you know, purchased things or funded things that, like, have never happened. Um, but, yeah, like, I am completely excited to get those. Yeah. Um, just because they look awesome. And I think issue four is coming out in the in the big hard book. And those things are just fucking gorgeous looking. They are. Those are very nice. I mean, I wish more more things did that where they actually, like, put the time and put the care into... Because like it, it's not flash. It's black with with embossed. It, it's very uh, with embossed, like sunk in, like nice crimson it, it red text. It, like it nice. looks like you wouldn't tell. That looks like a book of literature, like yeah. on a shelf. Yeah, it doesn't look like open it up and it's a comic. You're like, ooh, right. dude. They D, and I don't know if DC still does this. I only have a couple of them. Uh, they used to have what they called um, absolute editions. And they were like oversized, hardback, slip covered. So I have, 
I have Watchmen and I have Batman Hush. I did see that Watchmen one. And it's it's nice. And uh it's it is. It's an oversized hardback. And you know, the, the comic art looks really crisp. It's all on, you know, the the nice glossy paper. And I only the other one I have, like I said, is Batman Hush, which is honestly not one of my favorite stories, but it's got great Jim Lee artwork in it. And uh then they, they eventually did uh Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, or no, my I'm sorry, Dark Knight Returns and then Dark Knight Strikes Again. I'm getting the movie titles confused. Um, but I bought those so I already had decent hardback editions of those. Yeah. So I was like, and I bought those probably three times each. Here's the um, funny thing is like I like the actual like the trade paperback, like the perfect bind, like the way they do those, like just where it's it's cut, it's it's crisp. Yeah. Like I love those. Like I'm not a big fan because I think I have Emerald Dawn, uh, Green Lantern, Emerald Dawn in hardback. And I'm like, don't like the way any of this feels hmm. where like the cover is bigger than the pages. <laughs> and just it's just one of those things that just it's not t- like it needs to be that thick for it to actually warrant yeah you know the 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 hardback like you get a hardback like this big you're like well no no these are like like what did i just get like is this like a disney book like what the fuck well both of those just come with a cassette tape both of those watchmen and hush are 12 issues and then i believe dark knight returns was only four issues or no was that that was like a 12 issue series 10 or 12 issues so that one's probably pretty fat too i've never seen that one in person i would like to get that because that's one of my favorite stories um those are really nice though yeah like, but i mean like something like pack. i think the bone trade paperback would be perfect for a nice hardcover <sighs> could you imagine be like a Dude, huge <laughs> I, I did things like beating somebody with a phone book like yeah. that thing is thick it is i would love to have a because i have that omnibus of um the darkness yeah and that thing was hard to read because like i'm sitting holding it and, like once you got I, yeah once you got to the three quarters <laughs> point it was hard to hold <laughs> like it's like taking you off the chair did you ever read Scud the Disposable Assassin? I read a little. I think I read a few issues. No. I'm trying to think maybe maybe something we could do next week. But I'd, so, be, I'd be interested to do that. that just I mean, like, well, was, I don't want you to read the whole thing. I have the their version. They have the whole shebang, which is like a book about this thick. Um, I think it's like 24 issues and maybe some extra stories. I'll see what they have on, uh, on Comixology and see if, uh, or I might stop up at Ground Zero and see what they got. Yeah. Um. He probably has the whole shebang, as I'm guessing. I don't, they did have trades before, but I don't think they do like smaller trade versions of it anymore. Just like that whole, you can get all 24 issues that way. I actually got a, um, like a year or two ago, the creator, Rob Schrab, uh, had some issues of number one. He was selling on eBay with, with autographed and including, uh, like a, a sketch, like an actual sketch. So I got one of those for like 25 bucks. I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. Um, so, did you watch anything interesting this week? Um, nothing I really want to talk about. Just that Love is Blind show, which I'm embarrassed to talk about. Man, that's <laughs> so engrossing. Well, we'll, just, we'll leave that in pre- pre-show. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did watch the new episode of Clone Wars. It's only one episode out. They're doing like 11 more week after week. So and it, it was good. I, I like that they introduced the, these clones called the Bad Batch. And like they're all unique kind of have like superpower special powers or whatever um the animation has Midi- really stepped up though like midichlorians are high no i don't they haven't mentioned anything like that <laughs> but uh but it just looks great like big budget you know for for this series like in the but i mean the series itself from beginning to end got more well it got better looking over that's time. the funny thing with animation like 
like it was it was so funny it's like you could totally tell almost which part which region of the earth some of these animations came from yeah like you could tell these are the people from japan that are animating this stuff the people from korea right or um or the 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 the, the taiwan the taiwanese when they were doing the animations they did a lot for the x-men and the 1990s uh spider-man yeah had a very distinct look on how they right. drew yeah um now with all these art tools like you there's no reason why most things can't look incredible. Oh, that's here's what we can do. All right, and I know this. I'm stepping outside my own rules here, but I, I gotta go pick up my son, so I go. We gotta wrap up. Let's do like, I don't know. First, some issues of Scud. Let's say at least four okay. issues. If you read more than that, great. If and get through the first four, that'd be great. Uh, watching, I literally right. just had something. To no, watch. you need to watch Jojo Rabbit. I'm going to watch Jojo Rabbit. No, I'm, I'm serious. You need to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I, okay, how about this? I watched I watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you watch Jojo Rabbit, because no bullshit right now. Like, for me, it's Jojo Rabbit, Endgame, Parasite. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch Jojo Rabbit this week. I got I got my Love is Blind finale tomorrow, man. I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> Two-hour finale. I wish you could hear that eye roll. I really do. Uh, You're part of the problem. I can't defend it. It is part of the problem. Uh, we are in this mess because of reality TV show. Yeah, and I, I don't watch them. This is, I got sucked in. My wife's going to watch it anyway. I'm just, I'm, I'm extra, you know, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> gonna watch it anyway and i got sucked into it and i i think it's it's horrific television and i'm enjoying it it is it's all horrific television i did start like, watching the outsider which started off really strong and got really slow but so i need to finish that uh what else i, I think i, I don't want to just list shows i watched <laughs> i know oh uh have you been keeping up on avenue five at all no i dropped so, off of that did you i just don't so, think it's that funny so uh, it's getting there yeah, it, it's it's starting to find some traction. So in this last episode or the episode prior, there was a shit leak, the wetsuit. <laughs> so they surround the ship in human feces. To all stop right, all right, don't tell me because I want to watch it now. <laughs> so don't tell me. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go back and I'll get caught up on it. So let's just say somebody hits a button and shit goes wrong. <laughs> okay. In well, yeah, spectacular fashion. I, okay. And what they do with that in this episode is pure gold and what's going to and what the preview had going into this next episode fucking genius okay well now you got me on the hook for that i'll check that out um yeah, yeah. i'm a couple episodes behind on curb too i'm caught up on curb this last episode was was solid uh fred armison was the guest star uh, i actually went back and started watching curb from the beginning i've never watched all of curb I've seen random episodes here and there. Yeah. So I got a lot, a lot of catch up. It's hard to watch that first season though, man. Yeah. Not because the show is the content's good. It's just the, the camera and the frame rate is weird. Yes. And uh, it's, it's, but uh, uh, I mean, the writing and everything's, you know, it's Kurt, it's Seinfeld. It's, 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 that's all that stuff. Well, what's the great thing about those shows is they're ageless. Yeah. That could happen anywhere at any time. The only thing I don't like about Curb and I guess I could say this about Seinfeld too, but uh, I found it more acceptable on Seinfeld because it was more of a sitcom with the laugh track is I just, it kind of irks me that every single person, every character on curb is so aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? They address every single thing as it happens. 
obviously people aren't like that. However, the, a lot of the comedy, that's where it gets derived from. It's just sometimes it's like, and you understand Larry David's character. That's how he is. But like, everybody's going to address every little thing every time it happens. Well, you know, and, and that's part of the thing is like, if you're geared up for the situation, every almost, almost people can be that quick. Yeah. In that, um, and that concise some of the things they want to say if they've already thought about well, no, the situation about, they may be in because a lot of that's ad-libbed. Well, no, I'm not talking about the, the dialogue. I just mean the fact that they even address the scenario at all. You know, because you know how many times I'm just sitting there fuming, wanting to say something, and I don't because I know it won't it won't end comedically like Curb. It will probably end with me going to jail <laughs> you know, for assault or something. Yeah, because no or in the hospital because I got my I bit off more than I could chew. So uh but, but yeah, it, like everyone it's just, just kind of rolls. It's just a minor it. thing. That's yeah. kind of like the premise of the whole show, though, is because everybody takes offense to everything all the time. That's that's how the show moves. So you just kind of have to yeah. overlook it. It's just it can be a little annoying. That like really, everybody's going to address every little thing. But again, that's the show. It's funny. Um, it's a it's a minor gripe that uh, I just noticed that uh, yeah, every person is always like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? <laughs> like nobody has any inner monologue, <laughs> which is, I think is it's great. So I feel like that's the world, supposed to be dry. It's almost like that. That's like Twitter in real life. <laughs> you know, it's like curb your enthusiasm. That might be the best analogy of that show of all time. <laughs> it's just it's real life Twitter aggressively stating their grievances <laughs> at all times is, is that's what curb is. All right. Listen, you side sitter, you go pick up your kid. <laughs> Get my MAGA hat so I don't have to be over here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Got to wrap it up. As always, thanks for listening. All right. See you. Laters. Laters.